Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of EMS Insight. I'm Tim Nowak, the founder and CEO of Emergency Medical Solutions and your host for this podcast. Uh, so with this uh, with this episode, I wanted to jump into uh, one of the new additions to the publication, the EMS Director, which I'm the, in charge of and lead and uh, I'm the editor-in-chief for. And uh, w- with that publication, one of the new sections I've added in is what I consider the EMS 3i basically initiative. So it's starting out as an initiative, and I've got some long-term plans for it, so we'll see where we can build this up to. Uh, but part of that 3i initiative, to me, are, are three key factors within the EMS industry that I think that we need to build upon and uh, capitalize on and just progress and truck forward with. And those would be insight, innovation, and integration. So insight would be the the power or act of seeing into a situation. And I think that as we're transitioning into our our kind of second phase of EMS, we're at the end of the beginning and transitioning into phase two of things, we're seeing a lot of people walk out the door. And I think there's a lot that can be learned from them, a lot of professional development, a lot of mentorship that we should take advantage of and capitalize on. So insight's a big part of that. Uh, Innovation, moving forward, uh, what are we going to be doing and progressing and progressing into uh, you know where EMS is going as an industry, as a profession, uh, whether it's college degrees or some sort of degree process. Uh, the introduction of the CMS model of their ET3 model is going to be a big uh, addition into our field, I think, as well. So that's going to help progress us forward. Uh, and then also integration. What are we doing to promote the system, the process or incorporation as equals? How are we going to be seen as an EMS-based EMS agency as an equal to fire-based EMS or even you know, arguably as a superior for some people too? So how are we going to be integrated into emergency services or integrated into healthcare as an industry? Are we equals? Um, so that those, I guess, concepts are things that I think we're going to be addressing moving forward and through the issue uh, through the issues of the EMS director, I want to dig into those with each one and integrate and, and add in some new commentary with each uh, printed issue that comes out. So $25 for for a printed subscription, four issues that get sent right to your door. So please uh, consider subscribing to that. And if you have any questions on it, shoot me an email at uh, products at emergencymedicalsolutionsllc.com. Uh, but looking at each one of these components individually, in a little bit more detail, <clears throat> let's look at insight. So with insight, again, we're losing a lot of our professional development, a lot of our focus and people within the industry that can help us to move forward. You know, one of the reasons I produce the EMS director or do a lot of commentary on LinkedIn on uh, online overall is, is to not only provoke conversation, but also for my own, I, I guess, uh, uh, for my own benefit too of, you know, I, I want to learn. I want to learn what these people experienced and how they acted uh, with it, how they got through these challenges. Uh, and so as they walk out the door retiring or whenever, what what happens to that knowledge? What happens to that insight, that information? So I think we need to do better as an industry on in capitalizing on that. You know, the fire service is full of stories and anecdotes and and 
just knowledge that gets shared more rapidly and readily than the EMS industry does. And I think that it's time that we really put some emphasis and focus on promoting that insight, promoting what people have to say, uh, utilizing other sources. Even when you're looking at hiring your next employee, is it beneficial to hire all of your employees from the same geographic location? Should we be, you know, importing people from from other parts of the country and utilizing their knowledge, their best practices, their experience to helping to build your own organization? Uh, transitioning into the innovation front, again, the ET3 model, I think, is going to be a big part of that, and it's going to take up a lot uh, going forward. But also we look at things like recruitment and retention. And these are, are words, keywords that are plaguing our industry right now, uh, but at the same time, there are opportunities for us to do something different. And if we're trying to recruit people and retain people and maintain budgets through brat fries and uh, showing, you know, doing some ads in the paper here and there and only, prom <clears throat> only promoting our industry during EMS week, we're not doing ourselves much of a service. So we need to look at innovative ways, new ways, progressive ways of trying to recruit and retain people. I think professional development is one of them, uh, showing that we can build people as individuals or as prof uh, as professionals. And along with that, uh, gets tied into some sort of an organizational structure, having somewhere to go. And I think certainly with the newer generations of providers, with the newer, uh, you know, the, the old millennials, the new millennials, the young ones, uh, or even the generations past that, Generation Z, I guess we're on now, uh, with all of these changes, we're going to see people flocking to services, flocking and running away from services. Uh, we're going to see them transitioning in and out the doors much more rapidly because they aren't offering an opportunity to expand. And so I think if you can keep hold of someone for three to five years, that's awesome. But finding the way to hold on to them for five to seven or seven to ten or 10 to 15 is going to be the key. So looking at innovative solutions to retain these people, I think is going to be the biggest target that we have to address moving forward. And providing some sort of a career ladder or structure is, to me, uh, a, a necessary, crucial, integral part of what we need to offer within EMS. <clears throat> and then with integration. So becoming a part of that system. You know, we're, we're trying to figure out where we fit within our industry. We're trying to figure out our identity. Are we a healthcare provider? Are we a public safety provider? Emergency services, public health, public safety, whatever grand parental title we want to put to it, we're trying to figure out where we fit. And if we fit into multiple spots, so be it. But if we fit into one identified area, then that, you know, might be the end answer. In any event... We're trying to figure out, you know, where in this system do we play? So we're part of the pre-hospital healthcare system, but are we also part of the overall healthcare system? Are we also an equivalent to nursing or equivalent to mid-level care? Uh, or are we just the transport from A to B people? Uh, or, you know, are we really looking at the patient routing uh, aspect of our job and, and and that you know opportunity that goes with it too. So as we take some of the changes that we'll find from that 
uh, ET3, you know, findings more or less in 2025 when they kind of roll out or when they, you know, the information gets shared and didacted and broke down to all of us to absorb, what's going to happen with that? Where are we going to be identified as a system in the eyes of CMS and insurance companies? And how can we build that into our system? How can we build phase two of EMS? And so following along with this EMS 3i concept, this in a, this uh, um, this initiative more or less, that, that's what I want to dig into with each of these issues. So if this is a topic of interest for you, please continue to follow. Uh, this is going to be something that I'll be dedicating some time to in the EMS Director publication. So I hope that this is something that is on your radar just as much as it's on mine. So if EMS 3i is something that you want to learn more about uh, or anything professional development more or less related to EMS, please subscribe. $25. I had one person tell me that, you know, they spend more money on bad pizza every year than, uh, you know, their own professional development sometimes. So they might as well just, you know, at the very least give this a shot. And I think it's a very worthwhile shot. Subscriptions are building, working on a partnership right now with a large organization. So, uh, I really uh, appreciate any support that is out there to make this succeed and grow and promote the promote the, the professional development that is, you know, our, our industry and that we very much need. So, Tim Nowak signing out. Uh, thank you so much for everyone that is subscribing and following along. I will catch you next time. Stay safe. <laughs>